This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we're back here on Silver and Black today, and Murph got a lot better looking all of a sudden. <laughs> if you're watching on video, you know what I mean. Hi, Michelle. Good to see you. She had the switcher. You had the switcher going, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay, right. play. There we go. There she is. There she is. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm what was the drink of choice today? Um, I was drinking wine. I'm a ah. lady today. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, you got you got you got to drown your sorrows sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is good because it's like relaxes you. You know, tequila makes me want to fight. Tequila makes me want to fight, but wine had me relax. So <laughs> it's like a little better, you know. <laughs> I love that. Well, the Chiefs are next week, so you better be drinking tequila. Well, and I had said that I think that we, I thought we'd lose to the Dolphins. I think we beat the Chiefs at home. So. I, you know what? A lot of people say, by the way, this is Michelle. For those of you listening on audio, Michelle from Raiders Fan Radio has joined us as well. I thought we were just talking. No, you're oh, on the no, show. no, no. We're, we're, we're live right now. But for the folks who listen to the podcast on Monday morning, they're like, who is this? Who's talking? It's Michelle from Raiders Fan Radio. So she's with us. Yeah, no, I, a lot of people said that because that's what Mo and I said on the show this week, Michelle, was, look, the next two weeks, the Raiders just got to win one of these. Right. right. And so going east on the road, it was always going to be tough to beat the Dolphins. That's mm-hmm. why it's almost almost hard to swallow this one just because they should have beat them in some yeah. ways. So so going home to the Chiefs, I think, and that's where I was going to lead with this segment was the idea that you, know, you come off a loss like that disappointing, but at the same time, you feel good about yourself even in the loss because look, hey, we hung with these guys. We held them to 20 points. This is a team who put up 50 more against the Broncos. Absolutely. This is the traction. I feel like like the last two games, everyone was like, oh, they should have won those games. Like, And I felt like this was like a challenge for them, but it was going to be the traction that they needed. I felt like they wouldn't go to Miami and win, but it was going to help them build on what they needed to beat the Chiefs at home. So, And yeah. they're at home, too, so they get that advantage. I, th- I still think we beat the Chiefs. I know. And even in the chat, because I was watching, I was looking at the chat like while y'all were talking, and everyone's still, it, the positivity, I'm loving where Raider Nation is at right now. I just yeah. feel like everybody is is feeling really positive about what they are going to use to build on what they learned in this game. Because there were yes. some things, you know, they were like, oh, God, boy, <laughs> you question some of the play calling and those kind of things. So you learn from that and you move forward and, and you beat the Chiefs. That's really yes. what's important. There you go. Michelle, thank you for the cameo. We appreciate it. Hey. Thank you, guys. <laughs> it's all good stuff. And everybody in the chat's obviously saying hello to you. Uh, so thanks. By the way, just win Wendy, our good friend Wendy. Hello, Wendy. She says, uh, Akon needs to know how to move out of the pocket and run for a first down. He's done that once before, had a couple of other opportunities. Yeah, Wendy, that's what we were talking about earlier in the show is that he, but he lacks mobility. So he can do it. You know, especially there was a couple of times today, actually, where he had it in front of him and he didn't take that opportunity. He held onto the ball too long. But overall, he's just not going to be the guy to do it very often, which is a limitation. Again, he's a good young quarterback, I think, but I don't I don't think he's going to move around a lot. And that was uh, obviously uh, something we saw today. But Murph, as as we were talking about with Michelle, um, this team coming off this loss, I think it's a different feel. I mean, we're seeing it with the fans here. I know I know you guys are disappointed because of all the missed opportunities. But overall, the mood you're seeing is, look, 
at least with and and I give Antonio Pierce all this credit and the guys in the locker room too because they have they have come together. So so when you come together, you win two in a row, that's an awesome feeling, right? But you also are going to have adversity. You weren't going to win out the rest of the season. That was just not going to happen, okay? So you lose one now, and now it's time to go back, get better, and beat the Chiefs. And I think the Raiders will know the gravity of that game because uh, it's at home, and I think that they understand. And if they, they love this coach, they want to fight for this coach, they, they got to go out and they got to steal one, right, uh, so to speak. And I say steal one as in they'll be, they'll be underdogs again. So doing that, and I think that you saw what they were able to do, and they find when you find belief in yourself – Right. So they go to Miami and they're almost two touchdown underdogs and they end up losing by seven. And they saw that they had an opportunity to actually win the game. That gives you a boost. So you go into the next week feeling, all right, yeah, you know what? We screwed that up, but we could have, we could have won that. We should have won that. Okay. So now we're going to play the Chiefs where nobody's going to give us a chance. But you know what? We're going to come out and do the same thing. If we can stop that Miami offense, as good as Patrick Mahomes is and as good as Travis Kelsey is, we can stop that, that, that Chiefs offense because they don't have Tyree Kill. And they don't have Waddle, and they don't have the running game that Miami has. So Murph, to me, they're in a really nice position to say, okay, lick the wounds uh, on the flight home, and then when we get back in the office on on Tuesday for meetings, Wednesday for practice, we're all about beating Kansas City at home. Yeah, Scott. You know what? And listen, we, I feel like we've talked a lot about narrative uh, this year, probably more than we have. Uh, in, 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 in the past few years in terms of, you know, the stories, you know, that are out there about the Raiders and the way that the media portrays the Raiders and what the stories the Raiders are telling themselves. If we can beat the Chiefs at home, which I think is feasible, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that far out of line. It's, I don't think it's that far out of scope based on the things that we have seen this year. You mentioned uh, the turnaround, the excitement, the buy-in, the everything that has come in terms of positivity based on Antonio Pierce taking over for this football team and even and even Champ Kelly as well, uh, not to be overlooked. When we see those things happen and we see that the team has the ability to, to have a shot against, against the Chiefs, if we take out who's not only our biggest rival but arguably the best team in the NFL, right, they're on the short list for, for certain, if we do that, the, it's not – it's my silver and black heart, Scott, <laughs> silver and black blood, and I get a little bit crazy sometimes. But if we could beat the goddamn Chiefs at home, there's the potential for us to go 5-1 and one closing this thing out because after that we've got the freaking uh, uh, the Vikings, the Chargers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's, let's, somebody they lost else- in Green Bay today. Can somebody else in the national media pick the Chargers to win it all next year? Let's just do that again because you've been doing it for 25 years, and for 25 years, you idiots have been wrong. So keep picking them, idiots. Okay. Anyway, so we got the Chargers, then the Chiefs again, but then we got the Colts on the road and then the Broncos at home. Scott, this could be a 5-1 and run. I'm not that crazy, but I'm a little crazy, but not that crazy that we can freaking take. I mean, seriously, if they can can find consistent offense, Murph, look, it's not impossible. And you saw you mentioned that the Chargers losing in Green Bay today did not look good at all. Uh, And then you see Denver's playing tonight against Minnesota, two future opponents. All right. So you look at the the Raiders after tonight could still be in second place in in the division, even at five and six. Right. So, so and now AFC playoffs and all that stuff are really hard because the Raiders have not done well against the, 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 AF, the AFC period. But 
But can I throw out a but? Yes. You got you look at now the Bengals are their yeah. future is in huge question, right? Yeah, the Steelers Browns, were exposed today. Yeah. Steelers were exposed today. The Browns are gonna be struggling without Deshaun Watson. Like all of a sudden, you know, the Titans are freaking like long toast. So you got the the the, the Texans now when it went in that division in the South. Like yeah. the there is potential for the Raiders, and I know we probably have like a, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's probably like a 5% chance in terms of the analytics that we would have a chance to make the playoffs. But when you look at the, but the analytics don't account for injury. Analytics don't account for coaching changes. Analytics don't account for heart. And they, uh, there's a lot of things that analytics don't account for, Brandon Staley. But so there's a, the idea that the Raiders, I'm telling you, I'm t- we could be freaking, this is, a, and here's what I'll, I'll say this and I'll shut up. I think this is why, and thank you, chat room, for being positive. I'm glad you guys are, and I can't Very wait. Very positive. Back. Good, good chat there. Positive because I think that's why we're positive. Because there is light with Josh McDaniels and the way this regime was was currently on the the, the trend. It was not positive. It was darkness. It was ass. Like it, there was nothing to root for. Right. But now I feel like we have something to root for and we can recognize the potential because we recognize not only the passion that Antonio Pierce has bought, but the is there is raidery and raideriness a word? Because that's what he brings to the freaking table, that there's a raidery thing going on with this football team. And I'm telling you, we were the first team to ever win a Super Bowl as a wild card. I wouldn't count us out as making a run with all these other things that have been happening in, in, in the rest of the NFL. It's a yeah. volatile season. I mean, there's so many upsets today. I mean, other yes. than the I mean, the Lions freaking had to do a major comeback to beat the Bears today. But outside, I mean, the Giants won today. And that's, we were all talking. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's a day of upsets. We're going to pull this thing out. You know, of course, we didn't. But that's what happens in the NFL. And, Scott, I don't think it's it's that, you know, uh, far-fetched for us to consider that the Raiders could be making a run here if we, be, if we beat the Chiefs. Now, after next week, that could all be over. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, well, and, and it's, it's a critical game. Yeah, and they, they they play the Chiefs, they play the Broncos again, right? So so you have I think the Raiders are one and one in the division, right? Um yeah. right. Oh, so so you have the Bills are struggling. That was another thing no one yes, none of the Bills. So yeah. now they're falling off too. So I mean these there's spots that are gonna open up that seventh spot in the in in the playoffs. Crazier That's things right. have happened. Yeah. Crazier. I mean, the AFC is a bloodbath, so you just don't know where things are going to go. Players are getting hurt. We've seen more quarterbacks hurt this year than ever before. A starting quarterback. So you see all these teams that are playing, including the Colts, who the Raiders play on uh, play later on in the season. Uh, and the Raiders, the thing I love about the Chief game for the Raiders, two things. One is how they're playing, and especially defensively. Number two is the fact that the Chiefs are going to be coming off a short week. they got to play the Eagles tomorrow night. That's going to be a knockdown, drag-em-out game. Okay, so you get the Chiefs on a short week and then you get a buy after that game. So I think that the Raiders are in a nice position there for the upset. And if they can beat the Chiefs uh, and, and, and get back to 500 at six and six, then they're in that hunt position in the playoffs. There's no question, especially with what's going on uh, in the AFC North. As you mentioned, the AFC East now, the Dolphins have pulled ahead there. And if the Bills lose again, then you're looking at a situation where these teams start falling down the ladder and you're kind of, even if you're just staying above water right now, but you start to put on some wins, like you said, in the schedule that's coming up here soon. So, so the Raiders do have a shot. And I think that you're right. You go back to what Antonio Pierce and the attitude he's brought to this team and the stability and the responsibility and the, the idea that players have a say as well. 
Like, I I think you come off a loss like this and the players are going to know what's wrong and they're going to take accountability. They're not going to be afraid to walk in the film room because someone's going to yell at them. They're going to walk into the film room and say, all right, coach, let's do this. How do we how do we avoid doing this next time? And that includes Bo Hardegree. That includes Antonio Pierce. That includes Patrick Graham. They're going to look and see what do we need to do uh, better from from what we learned in Miami. And, And that's all you can ask of your team. So overall, if you're a fan in Raider Nation, uh, I would not be as I would not be as down as I would previously. To your point about being under Josh McDaniels, and I, I saw it all all through here as far as uh, people people talking about how this is good. The, look, the 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 other key that I want to make before we we get to the close of the show here pretty soon, and let Murph get back to his party at his house there is the <laughs> fact that uh, is the fact that uh, you did not see a lack of effort. The offense didn't execute well Ah, and they weren't coached well, no question, but you didn't see any lack of effort from anybody on that field. There was nobody out there that to me looked like they didn't want to be there or that they were lollygagging any of that stuff. They gave effort. It just wasn't enough today. And and too many things went wrong for them on offense. And that's going to happen occasionally. It's the NFL things happen. You talked about the lions that almost blew it against the bears. The lions looked like crap until the very end of the game. And so, and now they sit there at what eight and two, nine and two. They're now they're nine and two. So, it, it just goes to show you you have to have the effort, and the Raiders have had the effort, and I think that's why fans are happy despite the loss because their team fought and they continued to go through adversity even when things weren't working and they didn't give up. So you got to like that, Murph. I'm going to give you the last word here before we get to the end of the show and talk a little bit about the One Nation Foundation. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and uh, I'll make I'll make my I want to make one more point though, if if I can, and then I'll uh, talk about the foundation. You brought up about Antonio Pierce and about the, the changes that he's brought into the locker room, and I and I saw some criticism on the X uh, this week, and I'm sure other social medias as well about this idea of a player run locker room. Let me tell you, Raider Nation, we invented player run locker rooms. Uh, Fred Belenikoff, George Atkinson, Kenny Stabler, Gene Upshaw, Ted Hendricks. <laughs> Phil Villapiano, Willie Brown. Those are the guys that ran the locker room for the Raiders. That was what it was all about. John Madden only had three rules. Let's not downplay the importance of a player-run locker room when you have good leaders that are players. And that's what this Raider team has. So let's not downplay that. I think Antonio Pierce recognizes that he's got some very strong personalities, some very strong leaders in the locker room, and he lets them lead. So I don't, I don't look that at, look at that as a as a detractor uh, of his leadership in in what he's in the direction of this football team. All that said, uh, thank you so much for the platform as always to talk about our our nonprofit, uh, which is the One Nation Foundation, where we give a hundred percent of our money away to Raiders related charities, and uh, we brought on a new one this week. Uh, uh, the Max Crosby Foundation was announced this week. Uh, they're um, they're uh, doing um, uh, some really great work with not only uh, pets and 
negligence and abuse when it comes to pets and especially dogs, um, but also when it comes to substance abuse, when it comes to young adults, which is something that is also near and dear to us with our work with the Bolitnikoff Foundation, where we also give money to. Um, so, and, and really, I'm noticing a theme, uh, Michelle, with, with a lot of the work that we're doing with our charities uh, that the One Nation Foundation gives to. We're giving to Raider Dad, which takes underprivileged kids to, to Raider games and helps connect them with their parental figures. But we're, we're like kind of moving it around and it all goes back to kids. And you can't go wrong when it comes to kids and what better vessel than the Raiders and uh, to, to do that. And so we're very thankful to be able to partner uh, with, with all of these different foundations and Raiders-related charities. So Raider Nation, any of the money that we get from Raiders Fan Radio, whether that's direct donations, whether that's advertising revenue, uh, or anything, something as simple as a, a super chat, uh, a hit a like, hit a subscribe, hit a thumbs up, any of that, any revenue generated goes to, to Raiders-related charities, and we can't be more thankful to be that representative to, 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 to spread that money out, and we just want to keep getting bigger and better as we go on, and and you know what, like, raise them right, raise them Raiders, right? And, uh, and, and, and so that's, that's, what, that's one of the things we preach around here, and, uh, and we can't do that without your support. So thank you for all of those of you that support Silver and Black today. Thank you for the, for the folks that have, that have, you know, find us or find me here and then move over and, and check us out at Raiders Fan Radio. We can't thank you enough. And Scott and Mo and, and Scott, you've just been an absolute blessing to us and the One Nation Foundation, not only with this platform, but with your contributions as well and what we've got going on in, in the future. Um, you know, brother, I, I, we could do an entire episode uh, <laughs> you know, sharing our gratitude with you and, and what you've done for us because you've really taken us to the next level. And, and so I can't thank you enough. And, and what you've done. And thank you to all of your listening audience, everybody that's out there. Thank you for, for your support of the One Nation Foundation. Well, I appreciate that, Murph. And again, for you guys, for you, Jeff, Michelle, Uncle Ma, everybody who does work there, amazing. And, and that's why we support it because you see the impact right away too, like you talked about with the Blitnikoff Foundation, with Raider Dad. I mean, all you got to watch is every Raider home game and you see the impact. It's incredible. And, and, and those kids and their families, what they're able to do is amazing. So we love to be a part of it and can't wait to do it. And I can't wait to get down to Nashville real soon. Uh, we're, we're, we're at the midpoint of the season, so we got to get back down there. Uh, but, but it's going to be yeah. fun. We'll have, we'll have a good time. And, and certainly, uh, I appreciate you guys doing everything you do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, we're going to, uh, just have a great time and, and just, just continue to support one another. So thank you guys. Appreciate everything you do. Nice. I love it. The team picture. All right. Let's go. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. All right. There you go, everybody. Appreciate you guys uh, being with us here on Silver and Black, the post-game edition. And we thank Murph and the the crew for being with us, especially since they're watching the game. They're having a party over at Murph's place. And so uh, for them to join us, uh, was a big deal. So we appreciate that very much. And uh, it's it's always good to see everybody. So I want to thank you guys. We will be back with a new episode on Tuesday. Raiders, of course, 2013 losers, uh, but some great defensive play and some things to figure out on offense. So for our producer, Mike Robbie, for Murph, I am Scott Cobranson. This has been Silver and Black Today. We'll see you guys next time.